0: Precious Snowflakes podcast. Okay, so um, it's Friday, May nineteenth, twenty seventeen, and this is another edition of the Precious Snowflakes podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Lelius Rose, and I'm Ben Phelps. And oh boy, where do we even begin today? Yeah,
1: (laughs) this week. (laughs) This week we'll be discussing. The ongoing Trumpocalypse in DC. I think we'll be discussing this for the next several years. Frankly, I imagine <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot to unpack <laughs> every day. Now uh, it's really uh, very exciting, and you know, also whatever the opposite of exciting is, terrifying. Um, we will also be discussing uh, the controversial taking down of. Uh, Confederate statues monuments and works of art in New Orleans specifically and more broadly across the south uh as it has become the newest of trends so
0: where to start well <laughs> <laughs> so today so today's uh the, today's uh big news is uh gosh i mean we 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 talked to um, i'm the, the big news after the Comey firing last week which we didn't really get a chance to talk about but since then um Trump uh had a meeting in the oval office with uh, the Russian ambassador and the foreign minister two very high ranking Russian officials basically uh the the people who the, the top spies in the Russian government basically wouldn't you say that Lavrov is essentially the guy who is in charge i mean he's the foreign minister but he's well, the guy that all the spies work for at putin's request trump invited them in the oval office for a friendly little chat where he boasted to them now that we know he boasted he he boasted to them about how he killed the investigation into the into his into the trump russia scandal by firing fbi director jim comey also, and 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 referred to and and referred yeah, and to. Yeah, also he was
1: mean. And he was
0: actually, he, the, these two Russians were the first, were the first people he publicly acknowledged firing yeah. Comey for that reason.
1: Yeah. So of course, the firing of Comey and the rationale behind it came in two waves. Because the moment they, the moment he was fired, the first wave of rationales was, well, look. We have this memo from Rod Rosenstein, the deputy attorney general, explaining that Comey's handling of the Hillary email scandal was inappropriate and therefore warranted him being fired. And so we heard from, you know, every spokesperson for the president repeating this and repeating this, that, that Comey was fired over the Hillary email scandal. Uh, And then it took... 72 hours before Trump himself got on TV and said, no, it was about Russia. Like he just, (laughs) cause he just, but he let the,
0: he, he let the Russians know right away though. Right. So he let the Russians know and and called Comey a nut job. Said he fired that crazy nut job. That crazy nut job. (laughs) Hi. So he, and, and the white house isn't even denying it's just, it's getting to the point where it's like you couldn't, like if you were trying to write like a farcical satire of a of a president who somehow you know where the Russians somehow got their their puppet candidate elected a right, Manchurian a candidate, a comedy version of the Manchurian candidate. You you could I mean it's kind of cliche to say this, but you could not if you tried come up with I mean it wouldn't be believable the idea that a president of the United States would invite. A, the Russian ambassador and foreign minister into the Oval Office and go, hey guys, that guy that was investigating me for working with you guys, I fired him. Ha ha, isn't that great? <laughs> yeah. You know... No more in, bye-bye... Inv- it's like it's like the guy... What's his name? Durr saying like, like bye-bye money, bye-bye jail. It's like, oh well, yeah. bye-bye investigation. <laughs> bye-bye, you know... <laughs> wow <laughs> i don't even you, you... bye bye i'm out of there yeah yeah bye bye uh, democracy <laughs> you know uh
1: one of the things i i tend to think about long-term consequences and one of the things that does genuinely worry me about all of this is what will our relationship with russia look like in the coming years Uh, When the next person is president moving forward. You know what? I I have to believe that our relationship with them is going to ratchet up to a level of hostility that we wouldn't have seen since Reagan. Like, things are going to get pretty bad.
0: There's almost no way to avoid that Mm now. Well... I don't know. It's, it's weird because it's, you know, it's like a new cold war except it's being fought on, on the internet and on, on, in social media. Yeah. And the thing is we can't really reciprocate with them because they, they're the state basically controls all, all the media that Russian, you know, civilians, you know, consume. It's their, their, their media is, is what Putin wants them to, 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 to read and to, and to listen to.
1: Uh, one of the things that I have read about this, and I read it... Uh, there was a Times article about it. There have been a bunch of people who have reported on this. But it's one of... There have been so many just, like, cosmetically ludicrous things to come out in the last 24 hours that this one has really taken a back seat. And that's the the real reason the Russians may have tried to meddle. Because uh, one of the things that I... Like, is what is going on completely ridiculous? Yes. It feels like a lot of people are, as with most things, they're jumping into black or white categories. Either everything about this is criminal and Trump should be thrown out immediately, or everything about this is made-up BS and it should all be thrown out immediately, just like Comey. And I think the reality is much more complicated (laughs) and and like who who did what one of the things i saw recently is you know how this feeds into uh one of the dominant narratives within the democratic party right now which is this narrative that hillary didn't lose the election uh russia stole it Mm -hmm. and yet one of the things not being investigated here is tampering with voting machines (laughs) You literally cannot steal well, an election. That's
0: so quaint, tampering with voting machines. No, what I'm saying,
1: <laughs> like, like people voted. People right, still voted, right. and the Electoral College is what it is, but it's the way we've been choosing our presidents since the inception of the Republic. So everything from that perspective was above board. The question is... As far is, as we know. <laughs> as far as we know.
0: We don't have any reason to think otherwise. Right, we don't have moment. any reason
1: to think that it wasn't. Um, the question is, what what possible benefit was there from collusion what what was the what was the desired goal because the um, the impression i've gotten from articles i've read today is that we now have leaked information from russian agents that say that the goal was not to help trump it was simply to hurt hillary and from their perspective it was revenge that they felt like the state department had done to putin in 2011 what they were attempting to do to hillary in this election that that the u.s had somehow meddled in uh russian media social media uh pub the court of public opinion that the state department under hillary clinton had gone out of its way to hurt putin when he was running for re-election and that as a consequence they were going to try to hurt her um and so it's entirely possible if that's true that that this is not even
0: what they had planned well i mean it's when you do something like this it's hard to know exactly what the end result is going to be the i mean i, I it's it's hard to say whether or not I, I i i doubt that putin any more than anyone else imagined that trump had a snowball's chance in hell of winning
1: yeah this could be this could be a harsh <laughs> lesson about revenge yeah
0: but I, I I think it was definitely their goal to create, you know, just to throw our to throw our political system into disarray, so that you know we yeah. we wouldn't you know be able to you know form a cohesive policy and put up a, a unified front in our government uh, up to whatever they to oppose whatever they want to do, whether it be in Ukraine or or wherever. Yeah. <laughs> In their sphere of influence, uh, they just—they just, they just kind of, you know, wanted to g- knock us off our game. That's—that's that's the impression I get. Well, and if we're all squabbling amongst ourselves about, you know, yeah, they and
1: succeeded we have, beyond their wildest dreams.
0: Mm-hmm. They wanted uh, to delegitimize our elections, you know.
1: Well, and now, now at least in the eyes of many,
0: they—they uh, kind of have, Yeah. And. But- now now they've got now we 've got this guy who's just throwing a monkey wrench into everything going on in in Washington and our politics, and it's keeping us pretty distracted <laughs> yeah, the you know
1: i'm very one of the other lessons uh I think I said this earlier uh, before the record one of the lessons of the last few days is uh, Rod Rosenstein is not a man with whom you fuck. <laughs> Like he, you do not get on Rod Rosenstein's <laughs> bad side because, um, uh, the word is that Rosenstein's memo that was used as the initial justification, uh, they asked him to write this memo, having already decided to fire Comey. Uh, they asked him to write a memo that would specifically come to that conclusion. And he agreed to do it, uh, because he's the kind of guy who says yes when you tell him to do something. <laughs> Uh, but when they started using it as their formal excuse, he threatened to quit, and he was very upset. And I guess now we know why he didn't quit because what he has done now is hired his old boss to be this special well,
0: investigator. If you Rosenstein and you quit, can you imagine like what the consequences of that are? You know the then like really who's in charge? You know I mean if he really cares about this country and getting us out of this mess, if he quits. Then, then what is Trump? Then, then there's an even bigger, you know, then Trump, you know, <laughs> can, can 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 name his replacement now. I mean, he had just gotten. There's, I think, also when you get, you know, hired, you know, nominated for a job that you've been really wanting for a long time in politics, and then literally like just a few days after <laughs> or a few months after you're in, <laughs> you know, there's. I, I think it's the the whole him threatening to quit. It's just him using his leverage because it makes Trump, It gives Trump an even bigger headache if he were to quit. It looks even more like the Saturday Night Massacre with with Nixon, you oh, yeah. know, like firing everyone until he gets down to Bork. <laughs> willing uh-huh. to willing to fire uh, the special prosecutor, but uh, it's it's it was a it was a it was a ballsy power move against, you know, against Trump. It's like, hey, yeah, I dare you to to fire me. Yeah, I, I'll quit if you try to pin this on me. Because when it became clear that Trump was trying to make him the fall guy for firing Comey, you know, and he admitted uh, today to uh To Congress that it was that he wrote the memo after he already knew that the decision had been made to to ax Comey so he he's i mean I think he 's kind of trying to placate Trump a little bit to not make him too mad, but at the same time he 's got you know why should anyone at this point want to take the fall for Trump? What is the yep. benefit to anyone other than t v pundits who who don 't really you know have a future in in politics or going to work at think tanks or whatnot. What is, what is the what is the the upside at this point to sticking with Trump and defending him?
1: Uh if you work for him, there is none. Mm-hmm. Uh if you're one of his voters because you voted for him and and well, no,
0: but sunk I, costs. I mean people who work for the administration or 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 elected official, elected Republican officials in Congress. The only
1: incentive they could have for standing by him would be if the investigation comes up with nothing uh-huh. and Trump subsequently gets reelected with an even larger mandate, he will be able to shake things up right. and
0: essentially blackball people. Well, sure. I mean, but here's In the thing, theory, the investigation at this point, even if it comes up with nothing, he's already done enough things now that are impeachable. That are that are full blown scandals, you know, like revealing classified intel to the Russians while telling while bragging about how you fired the FBI director to to put the kibosh on an investigation into your own campaign. Even if there's nothing to hide, he he still did a lot of really unethical things in well, order to, hire well, here's, to, do, to hide it.
1: Well, on the subject of impeachable offenses, this is one of the areas where things get very tricky mm-hmm. because. Uh, I see a lot of people throwing around the I word, as sure. the media loves to say. Mm-hmm. And and there's this general sense of, like, Trump is so terrible, he must be impeachable. But the reality is, uh, in order for something to, to sort of pass scrutiny in an actual, you know, court of the Senate, uh, judged by the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court... It would have to be very clear and effectively a bulletproof case. And as of this moment, as of this moment right now, <laughs> all of the stuff with, with Russia is too vague, too nebulous. The, as people have pointed out, the thing about the classified information is the president has the authority to declassify information. So if he says it to someone who doesn't have class of, you know, that level of clearance... It is officially public information once he
0: says it. Yes, but look at the effect that it has. In this case, he's basically outing right but being... a, a, an Israeli agent who's, who's, a, yep. who's a mole in ISIS and giving that and, and effectively giving that information to the Russians and, their, and and by extension, possibly Iran. I I know the I mean the and that and we're only scratching the surface. You know these things keep coming out in drip drip drips, and and each new revelation is worse and worse. And there's a lot more where this can... I mean, it's clear we've only gotten a few little snippets. Of these, of the, of these, of of Comey's notes and 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 the and the transcripts of what was discussed with the Russians, it's like Trump does something every day, practically, and it's going to pile up if he somehow manages to stay in office for another for another three years. I mean, he, I don't. I think if there's anything we've learned about Donald Trump, it's that he doesn't change there is no
1: well the anymore. the problem here the problem here as as you well know that there's a there's a difference between actions which are unethical and mm-hmm. actions which are illegal right and when it comes to the president of the united states there are lots of exceptions it doesn't right. It doesn't extend as far as... that's like
0: saying it's illegal if it's not illegal when the president does it, you know. Which is the
1: old Nixon defense. Right,
0: but at the same time, you can say that, you know, high crimes and misdemeanors are whatever Congress says they are. Right, so there are a lot of... (laughs) I mean... it's It's not like he has to violate a specific statute other than treason or bribery. And I think he's definitely kind of scratching at the surface of treason and bribery right now. I mean, those are like... He's he's he may, I don't I I'm I can't tell you. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a a constitutional lawyer or any kind of lawyer frankly, but I mean, he's he's getting close. I mean, it certainly sounds a lot well, like it. And I think, you know, if he somehow manages to stay in office for another 2 years, I I can I I could pretty much guarantee, guarantee that if the Republicans retake the Congress, impeaching him is probably the very first thing they're going to do.
1: Um uh, I will say <laughs> First of all, I find it funny that I am put in the devil's advocate position of, at least to a certain degree, defending Trump here. I mean, but we, we,
0: we had a president get impeached basically for, for, for lying about a blowjob to well, keep his wife from yet, finding out. And yet,
1: uh, we also had a president who, uh, outside the legal system, used a drone strike mm-hmm. to kill a 16-year-old American citizen who had not committed a crime. And was not suspected of having committed a crime. And, you know, it was excused because he was on foreign soil. But that, con law experts will tell you, is not actually how the Constitution works. Uh-huh. That an American <laughs> citizen, no matter where they are, cannot be summarily executed by the U.S. government for for crimes which they, do,
0: which they did not commit. There is a constitutional right so you, so you've brought to this, due process. You've br- I bring you brought this up, this up before This hasn't gotten probably as as enough media exposure as it deserves. But I would still like to hear Obama's side of that story to know exactly. You know, maybe he made a mistake. We did. We did hear Obama's side of the story. And what did Obama say?
1: Obama's side of the story was that he was the son of, uh, I think he was the son of Ayman al-Zawahiri. Okay. uh, And they feared that he would become a future head of Al-Qaeda if he were allowed to live. So they there was a potential for him to be a personal rallying point for Al-Qaeda because his father had been one of the last remaining old guard leaders, so they killed him, but he was still a sixteen-year-old US-born American citizen who just happened to be living in hiding in Yemen, fearing for his life. Mm -hmm. You know, he's sixteen. There are pictures of him. He liked video games, he wore glasses. You know, we, whether it, it comes down to this question of when the president does a thing, is it legal or illegal? Uh-huh. And in, in any other context, someone killing a U.S. citizen like that would be murder. Um, uh, but it's not. Well, because he, president Obama, president Obama would probably
0: say it. this was a military operation that happened in a foreign country.
1: Right, only it was a military operation being conducted to assassinate an American citizen who had not been given his constitutional due process. Okay.
0: Well, he wasn't he's not the only American citizen who's been hit by right. a I mean, and my, I I don't I I, don't, I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about this cuz I don't really know all the details. I my, you've brought it up before, you know, in private conversations with me and I and I have not looked at all the details of this. Personally, I, I from my personally to me, I don't I mean yes, maybe that that's bad, immoral, maybe it's even murder. At the same time, it's not the same kind of clear and immediate threat to the to, to the to the whole country as Trump exposing our, you know, our well, our military.
1: It's just My point my point in bringing it up is that this is the process of impeachment is a very human process. Sure, and it's a completely and political process. And there's a lot of well In that case, that was something that President Obama did when Republicans were in control of Mm -hmm. Congress, but Republicans support extrajudicial drone strikes. Right, right. Uh, So, it really... The funny thing about this, I was going to say earlier, is that all of this stuff about Russia, as of this moment, there's nothing... There's no smoking gun, there's nothing clear... Where, where you can really say definitively, okay, he broke the law, this is a jailable offense, but the issue where that may be true is uh, obstruction of justice.
0: Okay.
1: And that's the funny thing about this particular scenario, is that if he ends up getting impeached, the most likely case against him will be obstruction of justice for first trying to get Comey to drop the probe. Uh, second for firing Comey mm-hmm. when he refused, like that is a much more clear-cut case.
0: Uh, how about how about for, uh, coordinating, uh, you know, cyber warfare <laughs> as as with the uh, with the Russian government uh, in, uh, in in connection with his political campaign?
1: Well, there's no proof of that. Well,
0: yeah, uh, there we're scratching at the surface of it. I mean, we'll see. I mean, right now it's coming. I mean, it's, it's it's coming out in the in the in the Washington Post right now that it, the person, someone close to the president, who is more than likely Jared Kushner, was 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 in communicating with the uh, with the Russians during the campaign that they had established a, a secret back. I mean, it's. I think we're only seeing the tip of the iceberg right now. We're going to have to wait and get all the information. But if it is, if it turns out that the Trump campaign was in cahoots with the Russian government. That isn't obstruction of, that's worse than, way worse than obstruction of justice. That's treason. That's the kind of thing you can get the death penalty for. I mean, that's some serious business. That's, that's betraying our, 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 I mean, that's, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of like hanging, you know, traitors, whatever, but this is, when you're the president of the United States and you have that kind of hugely weighty responsibility and, you know, it's, it's, I, which I don't frankly think that Trump really appreciates the level of responsibility that he has as president. No, you know? I think we agree on that. I, I think he just thinks he's the boss, you know. But I mean, he's, he's shooting with live rounds now. He's, this is life and death. So far, he hasn't had any gigantic foreign policy fuck up as of yet. But that's the kind of thing you need to take seriously. And, and if he is actually working with a foreign government to to try to manipulate our elections like releasing like like hacking his opponents' <laughs> you know servers and and that kind of stuff if if they were actually working together and in, and I mean that that's that's that could be that's you see a, that's that that's literally being a manchurian candidate i mean
1: that's <laughs> he he did by the way order that botched raid on yemen mm-hmm I do not right. forget these. Things. That's not.
0: You see, that's 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 a, an error in judgment. It's not necessarily a crime. You know, that's like you know Jimmy Carter. You know, ordered the uh, the the botched uh, raid on for the in, to to rescue the hostages. I mean, I that's not the kind of thing where that you know that's like okay, that's a fuck up. That's not a yeah. <laughs> that you know the op went bad. If if the Bin Laden raid had gone bad, you know that Obama would have taken a lot of flack for that but it, but it but it worked well, out
1: so yeah we'll see uh we'll see where it goes from here
0: uh the thing is i get the sense that trump is actually clueless enough to be having people working for him doing that kind of shit and and sort of just be blithely unaware of it you know I mean, i'm sure they wouldn't i'm sure they would if they actually were colluding with with the russians I'm sure they, they would have been smart enough not to tell him, <laughs> personally, because yeah. you know that he would have not been we'd able to know. keep it under... I mean, the people who are really, you know, pulling the strings, <laughs> he's the last person you would want to clue in on it, because who knows when he's going to go blabbing something. Right, we'd see... I mean... We'd have
1: a tweet about, I have the best campaign advisors, Sergei and Yuri yeah. are the best well, advisors. Right now,
0: their story that we're supposed to believe is this whole thing about, you know, telling the Russians about our... About our intel and and all that we 're supposed to believe and and firing comey we 're the, the the White House would and Trump would have us believe that this is all part of their strategy to to play mind games with the Russians that this is some sort of like three dimensional chess game that that he's you know engaging in some sort of psyops and and all the and the media is just fucking it up by <laughs> by criticizing him that that actually he 's the one who 's Who's who's messing with Putin, not the other way around. That 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 they they really it, has he it, really they, claimed that. Yes, <laughs> that's what Spicer said today. I think. Uh, yeah, well, I, gotta, I gotta find you the statement, Mister Spicy Times. <laughs> and he's on the pl- And They're on the plane together. I mean, I, I'm sure he, yeah. he was able to run it by him. He, he's not having to hide in the bushes from the press corps. <laughs> Sean Spicer is so
1: comically bad at his own job. <laughs> It's like, it's hard to know exactly why he's there. Is it because they want someone who fucks up on a much more regular basis than the president? (laughs) Uh, Or is it because,
0: you know, he was considered a pretty reliable, you know, Republican operative before all this, before, you know, before
1: he started getting in front
0: of a camera. Yeah. Well, I mean, before he's had to start, you know, defending Trump every day as part of his, as part of his job.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. One of the, one of the things to come out of the last couple of weeks is that Sarah Huckabee Sanders would probably make for a better press secretary. I think she works the room better than he does.
0: So here's Spicer's, um, you know, response to the, to the news that, uh, that, uh, you know, Trump, uh, you know, calling uh, Comey a nut job to the Russians and all that, that whole conversation. So his uh, his statement, he says that uh, that Comey had behaved politically and put unnecessary pressure on the president's ability to conduct diplomacy with Russia on matters such as Syria, Ukraine and the Islamic State. And, quote, By grandstanding and politicizing the investigation into Russia's actions, James Comey created unnecessary pressure on our ability to engage and negotiate with Russia. The investigation would have always continued, and obviously the termination of Comey would not have ended it. Once again, the real story is that our national security has been undermined by the leaking of private and highly classified conversations. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: so yeah these high, highly classified conversations that he's that he's having with the russians about shit that he's not even supposed to be telling them
1: well so he's not he's not really claiming that this is some sort of sophisticated science what is their strategy well right <laughs> what he's claiming that, that, that we're
0: messing with their strategy by by leaking the, all this well what he's, what's going on in the oval office <laughs>
1: What he's claiming, if I'm reading that correctly, is that the firing of Comey... So their excuse is that the way the Russia investigation was being handled so publicly in the, in the court of public opinion made it hard for them to have real diplomacy with Russia because anything... They, right, because this, Comey
0: was interfering with that by investigating them and interfering with their ability to negotiate and, well, and there conduct is, diplomacy...
1: Okay, so there is a degree to which that is true. And this is what I was saying, that our our diplomatic relationship with Russia is going to be worse than than it needed to be. Uh, and part of that is, with regards to Trump, if he does anything other than uh, get in their face and get aggressive... Mm-hmm. The it will be seen by the American people as, oh, he's just being soft on them because he secretly
0: works for them. Well, well, but think about this for a moment. So what they're what what they're what they're trying to have us believe is that. And by the way, this is like the fifth time they've changed the story. But they're saying that no, the I mean, reason they fired Comey was because he was interfering with their ability to conduct diplomacy with the Russians. I.
1: I will say this I <laughs> genuinely believe that I genuinely believe that the national security team meaning Rex Tillerson, James Mattis, H.R. McMaster, etc. I genuinely believe that they would like to have the flexibility to either go soft on Russia or go hard on Russia depending on the situation without having to be accused of either being Russian spies or for overcompensating for being Russian spies, uh, in part because I believe that those three people—Rex Tillerson, James Mattis, mm-hmm. and H.R. McMaster—are in fact
0: not part of this. Okay. Well, how how is Comey interfering with with the with the Trump administration's ability to conduct diplomacy with the Russians just by casting a cloud over his? I mean, he was investigating something. Right, <laughs> that 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 the American people want him to investigate. There is, I mean, he was trying to get to the bottom of it, and Trump, admittedly, was trying to get him to call it off, to drop it instead, and instead go after reporters. Right, which is how how hilarious. Much, how much more corrupt can you get? I mean, than than that, than, than clamping down, than, reporters. than calling up the FBI director and trying to get him to kill an investigation into your own campaign, and instead. Concentrate your resources on going after uh, people who are leaking to the media. Uh, Doesn't that just smack of of corruption? Yeah. The only other thing that comes to mind
1: (laughs) is the Turkish goon squad attacking protesters in D.C.
0: Well, yeah. And I mean, the worst, I guess the most they can do is toss them out of the country. But I mean, these are people who are on Erdogan's security detail. That's a whole other story. I mean, it's yeah. uh, that's uh, well, while Erdogan stands there, kind of watches it happen, and then goes and sits in his car, almost like he's bored.
1: I used to work down the street from that location. Uh,
0: we used to see protesters outside that building mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, uh, his, uh, his 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 uh, goon squad saw them protesting and decided to go rough them up while the while the capital police valiantly tried to restrain them <laughs> and protect boy. the protesters. But I mean, I, I guess they can't arrest them because they're they have diplomatic immunity. Yes, if right? they have
1: diplomatic immunity, we can revoke diplomatic immunity. Uh,
0: yeah, but then they what the most you can do is leave, make them leave, right? I mean, like I, I, how, how do you? get... It's a little awkward well, for the capital police to just be arresting a, a foreign leader's, you know, like security detail.
1: Right. It's less about law than it is about norms Mm -hmm. sort of social norms i would
0: definitely not uh, be inviting erdogan back anytime soon yeah
1: because the from a from a legal perspective i don't think there's any law on the books that says the police cannot actually arrest those people Mm -hmm. but so they could they could arrest them and try them for assault and whatever but there would be reciprocity.
0: Well, I think they've already gotten out of town. and <laughs> Yeah. I have a feeling they won't be back anytime soon. But just, you know, he, the, this, the the, 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 just the, the yuck factor of, of a guy like Erdogan coming to our country and bringing his, 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 his goon squad practices to the streets of our own capital is just disgusting. It's just, it is. I mean, it's one thing for him to do that to his own people. You know, and and not and and it. But to do it here, in 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 our, in our nation's capital, it makes me ashamed of our country that we let someone get away with that. That we let this 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 dictator come and 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 meet with our president,
1: right? And I mean, treat our citizens.
0: Yeah, and and attack American citizens and on the on the on the streets of our own capital. It's like, and that Trump hasn't said a damn word about it. Yeah, that's I mean, pretty. I, I don't know if I'm if I'm contracting Trump derangement syndrome, but I you know the more the more and more I I I think about him, the more I th- I almost part of me just wants to say you know by any whatever it takes to get rid of him, you know I mean I it's I we we may get to a point as a country where the vast majority of us. I mean, I'm sure he'll always have his loyal supporters, people who will defend him or whatever, but we could get to the point where it's, you know, if like 80% of the country wants him gone, that's, you know, Congress, you know, has way well, things that they can do. And as does the cabinet. I mean, yeah. I mean the, the idea of nullifying the results of an election, I, that doesn't sit right with me just in jo- I mean, get trying to get, there's a reason why we have elections. There's a reason why the president has a four year term. We don't want to set the precedent that, you know, that we can just get rid of a president if he becomes unpopular. But Trump is, is setting well, new precedents all the time in in a bad way. It's But that's I so so that's the
1: That's the problem is I uh, mean, there's certainly
0: never been we've certainly had never had a more divisive leader than him in my lifetime. I
1: mean So, so here's the fundamental problem. Uh, If, if we are going, you know, this, you know, the, the grand we that incorporates all people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If we are going to take out uh, Trump, we need to have uh, a case against him. I think that is above reproach because as dangerous as he is for democracy you're you're right the precedent with well, the precedent set of we can get rid of someone when they're unpopular that i think is actually more dangerous for democracy than sure.
0: him continuing to be president well here's the thing so if, i i just want to be very careful if we're going to if the republic if a republican congress impeaches him and republican congressmen prosecute him in the senate and then republic uh, republican senators vote to remove him and replace him with a republican vice president Oliver that isn't that isn't, exactly, that isn't exactly that isn't nullifying the results of the election the end result is not hillary becomes president neil gorsuch is still on the Supreme court, it's still, the Republicans are still doing, are still right, the in The end charge. result is president Mike Pence. Right. The, the difference is we've just gotten rid of one Republican president for another one. It's not a coup. <laughs> one who is, right. Who is capable of being. So president. if I'm Paul Ryan, who seems more and more invertebrate all the time, every day, yeah. <laughs> what a disappointment. You know, if, I think if we, if we, we could wait two years, until the Democrats, you know, take over and let them do it. But frankly, I think the country would be better off if the Republicans took care of their own dirty work.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, they're, they're the completely. ones who
0: brought us this guy. They, if they're the ones to, to to take him out, then then I think the country will be in a better place than if you know the Democrats... I mean, if 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 we just leave him in there, you know, the Democrats will definitely you know, impeach him if they take Congress back. They're probably not gonna the odds of the Democrats getting a uh sixty seven, you know, senators and a supermajority to convict him uh in twenty eighteen I think is the odds of that are really low. But come twenty twenty, if if Trump keeps going the way he's going now, the odds of the, the Democrats retaking the entire federal government is is quite plausible.
1: Yeah. You know?
0: Of course then though it'll be a presidential election and who knows if he would even try to run for re-election <laughs> based on the way things are going for him. Who I mean right, and and if the Republicans would renominate him.
1: Yeah, that's tough. I mean, there are definitely Republicans. There are all sorts of people already being talked about for 2020. Uh there are people talking about Tulsi Gabbard uh being sort of Bringing together the best, the best in quotes, parts of the populist right and the populist left. There are people talking about Biden Kasich mm-hmm. as some sort of national unity ticket. I
0: I just can't help every time I see him, you know, standing next to someone like Erdogan or talking about wanting to invite Duterte to the White House. He looks at these guys and he wants to be them. I, I think he looks at them and he sees. People like Putin He's like, wow, okay, he has an 80% approval rating. He can do whatever he wants. Yep. He doesn't have an opposition. The media plays ball. He, I, I think he looks at these guys with envy. That's the kind of leader he wants to be, somebody who doesn't have anyone opposing him. Well, now, I don't know what he would do with that kind of power if he had it, but it's clear that that's what he aspires to be. That's the kind of leader he would like to be. Now, our democracy has got a lot of built-in you know, safeguards against that. But you can see that he he respects these guys for their power. He
1: yeah, you're right, and he he holds the concept of democracy itself in contempt. Like he he just thinks that
0: it's stupid. I I don't know. I don't even know that he even thinks that hard about it. I think he thinks of it in terms of Trump winning, Trump losing. He prefers the former. And yeah. Trump winning means he gets to call all the shots. In this case, he he wants to be the master of the universe. That's just well, his ambition, and what the consequences are. Pfft, as long as people are praising him and, and showering showering him with approval, that he looks at he lo- I think he looks at someone like Putin and says, "That's who I want to be." Not not in terms of like you know policy, just in terms of you know being in control. That's what he wants.
1: The upshot of all of this, I don't
0: think it runs that much deeper than that.
1: The upshot of all this is that the the whole situation, as broad as it can get, is now in the hands of Mueller, mm-hmm. and he seems like exactly the right person to be handling this. Sure. Gotta give credit to Rosenstein in this situation, that he, he found exactly the right person, with a ton of credit from both the left and the right, you know, a very highly respected lawyer, law enforcement mm-hmm. professional, uh... You know, FBI director for twelve years without controversy, relatively speaking.
0: I think, depending on what you know, I'm sure before Trump gets back from his trip, there will be a lot more you know bombshells exploding. Yeah. Who knows what it'll be like by the time he he gets back to DC? But the way things are going right now, I mean, if it, I don't know how much it, it's going to take for Paul Ryan to 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 see the writing on the wall if he's going to you know ride the Titanic down to the bot, to the, to the ocean floor. <laughs> but I I could see how he was, he almost abandoned him at one point during the campaign. You know, he refused to appear at rallies with him. He kind of just kept his mouth shut about it. And I think Paul Ryan was sort of shocked at the coattails that Trump had in the election, how he actually, he didn't, you know, cost them the Senate. You know, he did. And I think he was kind of like, Wow, I thought Donald Trump was going to drag us down with him, and he actually won us the election. So there's part of him that's kind of that that was, that is afraid to cross him, because, but it's yeah. but, but we're we're shooting with live rounds now. You know, he's he he's not just. Talking, I mean, all this stuff about building walls and deporting people and, and bombing other countries, that's not theoretical anymore. He has the power to actually do these things. And he's, and and he's actually trying to do those things. And it's, it's not, it's not just rhetoric anymore. And, you know, obviously Ryan, I like every politic in McConnell, like, like all those political animals in Washington, all they really care about is, you know, scoring their, you know, putting points on the board for their team. And they think that they, you know, he's, they, they need him in order to do that. But, you know, I think if I were a Republican in Congress right now, I would, I would be talking to my, to my other Republican buddies and be proposing, well, you know, if we, if we cut loose from Trump right now and, and remove him from office, I think maybe we, maybe we can still have a have a chance of of, of saving our majority in 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 2018. Yeah. But if they keep riding this 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 train wherever it's whatever metaphor you want to extend they're 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 almost destined to lose in twi- the the congress and then and then the whole government 2 years later. Yeah. Whereas if there's any if there's any chance in hell of the Republicans you know, holding on to the government after the 2018 election, it's to cut loose with Trump, Trump as soon as practically possible. It's hard to know. Uh, he's going to he's going to. Ru- I mean, we thought he had ruined their party <laughs> during yeah. during the election, but now now he really is in a position to truly ruin their well, party. And the, right. And the funny thing is
1: people were talking before Election Day, people were talking about how the Republican Party was in tatters and then after election day everyone woke up and i think there was a there was a slow quiet realization that the republicans control uh majorities in both chambers of congress they appointed a majority of supreme court and federal court in general appointees uh they have a majority of governorships and control mm-hmm. a and control state legislatures in a majority of legislative chambers in a majority of states Uh, the problem is for the republicans if we're if we're just going to do the the political game sort of game it out the question is uh in theory if they dumped trump right now uh you know as quickly as possible the the earlier they get rid of him, the more time they have to prepare for the midterm in twenty twenty elections. Well, and maybe
0: actually, you know, get a few things through Congress. And, yep. you know, maybe you know, get the you know public to pay attention to something other than all the constant Trump drama. However, I mean, obviously, they need to wait for a few more facts to come in. You don't want to be you well, know, too I'm just hasty. Saying, but, I'm just saying from a
1: game from a game it out perspective. Yeah the earlier they do it the more time they have to prepare and preparing sure. includes passing things that they can then sell the problem is those who stood in the way of trump will will be challenged in primaries mm-hmm. by pro trump candidates everywhere
0: yeah but and the people uh, the
1: the people who support trump they do not believe that the accusations against him are real and they refuse to believe any information that comes to them
0: from traditional media but sources. But here's the thing. We're getting to the point where they're not even bothering to dispute the accusations. They're just trying to make excuses for them and claim they're justified. They're they're trying to convince us that oh no, it's actually a good thing that he's revealing uh you know Israeli, you know intel about ISIS not- to the Russians. They're trying to have us believe that they're not even bothering to lie anymore. They're just trying to spin it as a positive thing. And I think some of his supporters are starting to be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! This, this wasn't what we were promised. <laughs> this is, you know." And I guess the, unless the pe- I guess there's people who, you know, just worship his cult of personality the same way that North Koreans worship, you know, Kim Jong Un like a like a deity. There's there's people who are that devoted to him that they just they think he's you know like a God incarnate or something. But even I think there's all an awful lot of people who reluctantly supported him because they, they thought that it was the best thing for the future of the Republican party to have a Republican in the white house. And they were hoping for the best. Um, I, I, I mean, if you look at the polls that are coming out, the approval ratings and the the generic ballots for which party you support for Congress, it's it's not looking great for the Republicans right now. And I know, you know, you can say, well, they said that, you know, in the election, yeah, there were a lot of. I mean, Hillary ran into a perfect storm. I mean, it if if the election had been held a week before or a week after, we probably would have had a different result.
1: I don't we, think she so. just.
0: You know, I. I, I think don't, so.
1: I don't think so because I think Michigan, uh Pennsylvania and Wisconsin wouldn't have changed.
0: I think and
1: there's no polls to show the that they did. I don't
0: I don't blame Comey for for Hillary's loss, but I do think it's quite plausible that it cut into her margin of error. It cut into her
1: margin of error for sure, but she absolutely needed to win Wisconsin, Pennsylvania and Michigan. Mm-hmm. Three states that she that she more or less refused to campaign
0: it right and i, and, and, I think, and they
1: weren't even on her radar,
0: and I think those are the states and, where those reluctant you know Republicans who came home to trump who who well, but it's who, not just who, that. who who who, deci- who were- who weren't going to vote for him after the access hollywood tape came out who reluctantly, you know it's like the, the Comey wasn't the reason, but he kind of he did turn that tide a little bit, but
1: it's not. But it wasn't just them. But it, like, I mean,
0: it was the margin. No, it wasn't in, the, just the them. final
1: margin in Pennsylvania was
0: actually kind of massive. Hillary's epic fail of a campaign was the reason that it was as close as it was, and and it should never have been that close. But Hillary still should have been able to squeak by. So I, but but the Comey letter cut her margin of error down to almost not I, down to negative. I <laughs> really, what happened?
1: I really don't think so. I really don't think that's a fair assessment or a productive one. <laughs> and the
0: person. So you who, think if not for the Comey letter that Trump still would have won? Yeah, I do. Uh, so how do you explain the fact that, that she lost about four points in the polls after well, the
1: Comey letter? You know, who agrees with me David Axelrod, mm-hmm. who you may note, is kind of an expert at defeating Hillary Clinton. Right. Uh, David Axelrod wrote a great piece about why Hillary was going to lose regardless. And it had a lot to do with the internals of her campaign. At the end of the day, the Wisconsin voters who... like the The people to look at, the key people in the final days, were not... The reluctant Republicans, not the not the suburban Republicans who are like, maybe I'll vote for Trump or maybe I won't vote at all. I don't think we should look at those people. The real the key here, the big swing was uh, the working class white vote, the people who voted for Obama and then voted for Trump, people who were who were solid Democrats Mm -hmm. who then voted for Donald Trump. Because to them, they, to them, Hillary Clinton was always the candidate of
0: globalist well, collusion. Sure. Ironic, but or not. you're looking at the at the bigger picture. But
1: the the, the, mar- the
0: margin, or the Trump's margin of victory in those states was 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 not that big. <laughs> it didn't take that that much of a Comey effect to swing those states, and I think you could. And, and Nate Silver actually a... r- 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 well Nate Silver who's also been right about most of these things has also Ooh. pointed out that you know the comey effect did not need to be that big to swing it and i think but not for comey she would have just barely squeaked by that's that's my p- opinion based on the analysis that i've seen i i i i, I agree that she you know, she screwed up. I mean, she made all sorts of horrible, you know, errors in her campaign. Well, her, her whole campaign did. And the fact is, she should have been beating Trump by 20 points. I also if, think... If she had been doing her freaking
1: job. I also think to many to many in the Democratic Party, this will sound like utter heresy. But I think at the end of the day, to say, oh, you know, Comey, Comey influenced this election in a terrible way by publicly talking about the open investigation into Hillary Clinton's potentially unlawful email servers. At the end of the day, the only person who can be
0: blamed for that is Hillary Clinton. Well, of course, but that doesn't change the fact so, <laughs> that, that 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 Comey's letter had an effect on the polls. Right, but what else was Comey <laughs> supposed to do? That's not well, I, that's a whole different story. All I'm saying is that it did have an effect, a measurable effect. That she, that if that if the election had been held on That's... October 27th, she probably would have just squeaked by. It probably you know it would she would not have had any kind of landslide or anything. But she probably. I mean, I, I think that the there's a lot of evidence to suggest that she would that she would have squeaked, and Comey just sort of swung <clears throat> it a little bit in the opposite direction, just um,
1: enough. So
0: so I would say that the. I mean, it was what was it like yeah, in the, Michigan? Like around 10,000 votes. I mean, it didn't take much. There is no. There
1: is no. There is no real statistical consensus, in part because we can't play hypotheticals with this.
0: Okay, well we can. Like at I think the end of the day, we safely assume
1: that the Comey letter didn't help her. <laughs> no, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the polling was all off. Mm. Like one of the problems is the polling. The polling was consistently off, uh, in a way that, like you know, you can say like, oh well, the polling was here and the results were here, but the polling was
0: off the day of. Uh huh. But I mean, you could see where the, the the trend line's going up and down. I mean, we, it it's off, but it was it was off in a way that you can account for. If you look at where it went up people, and down. I mean, when when there was bad news do... about Hillary, her poll numbers went down. When there was bad news about Trump, her poll numbers
1: went up. Right, except that his numbers were always deflated compared to where they were in reality. And in particular. There were almost no polls in Pennsylvania. Like, none. There were, like, three major polls
0: over the course of the entire
1: election. Well, look months at, apart look in at Pennsylvania. It.
0: Look at it. Well, let's, let me just ask you a question. I mean, look at it this way. Because I think you're kind of looking at too, bi- at, at too much of a macro picture here. Had not been for the... Com- let's say just Comey had kept his mouth shut. And, well, let me finish my question before you answer it. Had Comey not not sent that letter to Congress... And and not held that press conference back. Let's say neither of those things had happened. Do you think that would have affected any anyone's votes? Do you think some people would have voted for Hillary who ended up not voting for Hillary? Do you think that that those those events some damaged people her?
1: a statistically significant number of people it didn't.
0: I mean, we're talking about seventy thousand people total in three. Are you states? talking about
1: the letter just in the last in the last week or the?
0: Okay, let's just take first, first of, one of all, it's time, not
1: seventy thousand people. The margin in those three states ended up being larger than seventy thousand people. Well, I mean, well, that's not, that's not that's not in dispute.
0: That. Actually, I think it was around ten thousand in Michigan, around um, around sixty thousand in Pennsylvania, around forty thousand in Wisconsin. I'll have to if look at the numbers. Serves, on it was, that. The, I, I know that uh, Pennsylvania was the was the highest margin. Uh, Wisconsin was the second largest, and Michigan it was somewhere around ten thousand margin. So it that that's that's like .001. It's some really small number. And it did not what what I'm saying is, yes, Hillary ran an epic fail of the campaign. It should not have been close. She should have been winning by a mile. The Comey letter in the end probably Pushed her into that losing column where she wouldn't have otherwise oh, been there. And that would she never have She probably would have just squeaked by had it not been for the company. And
1: that would never have happened if she hadn't set up that email server. Of course not.
0: And of course that's her fault. And of course it's totally totally Hillary's fault that, that she lost. <laughs> I'm not well, disputing just, that. So, what I'm saying is that event did affect the outcome of the
1: election. So I... One of the reasons I bristle at the accusation that Comey did this.
0: I'm not saying he did it. I'm, and I'm saying right. that and I'm not saying, affected the outcome.
1: So so one of the reasons I bristle at this whole I'm not line to of give reasoning a pass. <laughs> is that a lot well, a lot of people saying that are. Yeah, there well, are a I'm lot so of well. people who are trying to give Hillary a pass, including Hillary, who has come out of this as I think the least introspective uh <laughs> politician of Like, like she and Trump are actually very similar in a lot of ways, at least as far as like, clearly, like she's someone who also has a group of sort of elite insiders and she doesn't listen to people from outside her inner circle. Uh, And had she been elected, it would have been like the same thing. You know, it would have been a very similarly run White House, I think. It just would have been a lot of insiders with more government experience Uh, a lot of people whose names were popular in the
0: 90s. Right. Uh, but that, that's, that's not the point that I'm arguing. The only thing that I'm arguing is, yes, the Comey letter had an effect on enough voters to swing it. But my, my, my broader point is that it should not have been close. <laughs> if, if Hillary had ran a decent campaign and been a halfway decent candidate, it would not have been within the margin of error. I mean, I I mean, you can I mean, I'm sure you can imagine if she hadn't called people deplorable and not and and had campaigned in Wisconsin. She would have had to have been a
1: different person. I think at the end of the day, she would have had to have been a different person.
0: Uh, I just think she made one error. She had one thing. All her error. She just cut down to her margin of error. And that one she it, and she put herself in a position where something like the Comey letter could could uh could sink her campaign, and she sh- never should have been in that position. Well, I think
1: we, the American people should never have been put in the position <laughs> of, of choosing not. between Hillary Clinton and donald trump well
0: that's a whole that's a whole other discussion
1: right, and
0: but I <laughs> speaking
1: as someone who refused to make that particular Sophie's mm-hmm. choice,
0: that's fine. And I um, I think if you if you lived in Michigan you might have had a slightly different, you know, thought process, but <laughs> Well <laughs> Who knows? I No, I, I would
1: have. If I lived in Michigan I would have uh I I would have gone online and asked for someone in a state like Washington <laughs> or someone in Delaware. I would have tried to create a contract for a vote swap.
0: Okay. Which is what uh you would have but I mean you would have done whatever you felt like you need to do to prevent Trump from winning, right?
1: <laughs> oh yeah. I... He was definitely uh my, my list of who I would have wanted to be president was one, Gary Johnson, two Hillary Clinton, three mm-hmm. uh three maybe the Green Party. What I four Donald Trump five Daryl Castle. I Gassel. wouldn't.
0: I don't even put Donald Trump. I mean, I put Donald Trump like below like Satan himself. You know, practically because <laughs> at least Satan it can is competent, right?
1: Well, at, least we Satan gives,
0: at least Satan gives you things you want, right? Even if they're bad for you, <laughs> at least he gives you what you ask for. He keeps his. He keeps up his end of the deal, right? He doesn't bait and switch. <laughs> yeah. Right. God, I mean, <laughs> We may have to wait till next time to talk about uh, Confederate statues, but <laughs> yeah, this has been a
1: long ranty rant about the current situation.
0: But hey, hey, finally we got a little bit of a debate going. We're not just agreeing to agree. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I think, I think both things are true, and I think just, I, I like a lot of things. I, I think just saying it was either this or that or this blanket statement versus this blanket statement because obviously Hillary there still has way too many apologists people who are like well someone was you know it was unfair to her and this and that and it's like well you know politics isn't fair well <laughs> you've got to, is... you've got it. you you have an obligation when you're running to for the highest office in the land against someone who's utterly dangerous to to, to run to run a, to do a better job than that
1: the yes. the last the last numbers i saw on party affiliation is that roughly speaking, thirty percent of the country are Democrats or identify as Democrats, thirty percent of the country identifies as Republicans, and forty percent identify as independent third party or just refuse to identify as anything at all uh, and the problem is I think both both of those thirty percent blocks the have been overtaken by groups that have turned smelling their own farts into an art form. <laughs> uh that on on the left it feels like it's all Hillary apologists and get rid of Trump. On the right it's Trump apologists and I'm glad that someone like Mueller is in charge of this investigation because I feel like most of most of the country is just kind of sitting this out and waiting to see what happens.
0: Well, it's it's kind of a cliche, but I also think there's there's definitely some truth to the the notion that every president is in some way a reaction to the previous president. Oh yes. And so uh, I think the reaction to, to 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 Trump, our next president, whoever that is, is going to be somebody with a lot of experience, someone who's known for being very consistent and very and very reasonable and and logical and <laughs> someone like someone like 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 Mueller someone who okay on a Repu- on paper he's a republican but someone we can trust to be consistent and, and not unpredictable I and actually, reckless I
1: actually I actually don't think that uh but that's a conversation for another day I
0: think it is I would like we should do the, we shouldn't wait till the, next Thursday we should do one sooner
1: I would like to leave uh with a thought and that thought is if a President is a reflection on the President who came directly before what what does the existence of President Donald J. Trump tell us about the legacy of president
0: barack obama <laughs> well, there's a lot of things i think I mean... there's a lot <laughs> right
1: I'm not saying I have the answer. I think there's a lot there well I think there's a lot to unpack
0: there's a There's certainly a lot of you know people who. You know, had a, <laughs> there's a yeah, I, I don't even want to go there right now. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why you could say that, like, and well, Trump shouldn't have really won, and you know, he lost the popular vote, blah 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 blah. But uh, he did. At but the end Hil- of the day. Yeah. But um, yeah, Hillary. <laughs> <sighs> I really hope she doesn't try to run again. That would be.
1: Yeah, I think she should retire.
0: Yeah, I, honestly, I you know I, I think Biden is is seriously considering it. And every time I hear somebody say that that Biden or, or Bernie shouldn't run because they're too old, that that kind of sticks in my craw this whole thing this whole idea that age is disqualifying. I and I hear people who love Bernie saying, "But he's too old." And I'm like, "Would that stop you from voting for him?" Well, no. But the rest of the country, I'm like, "Really? You think the rest of the country if they really believe in him and love him, they'll 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 say to themselves, "Well, yeah, but he's too old. I'll, I'll vote for this person of the other party well, that I don't like instead."
1: to be fair, there were a lot of people including one person upstairs who did not vote for John McCain because he was so old and his V and combination, his VP choice was such a disaster mm-hmm. that a lot of people I remember were openly talking about what if John McCain well, sure. dies?
0: Well, that's, that's his screw up for picking an unqualified VP. But that's,
1: right. But that's I mean, part I think of, usually that plays can, into the age thing.
0: Usually you can effectively squash the age problem by picking the right VP. True.
1: Right, because that's what people want to know. They want to know that if you die of being extremely old, that you're not going to leave the country well, in the hands was of just, someone who's deeply That was just a that
0: was just a, a a tactical error on McCain's fault of picking an utterly unqualified VP.
1: It's a massive tactical <laughs> error. I
0: mean, he should have known better. <laughs> you know, if he had picked Tim Pawlenty or whoever, he should people, have picked Lieberman. Or well, <laughs> I don't know about that, but somebody somebody who you know. Somebody who wasn't, like, scary. Yeah. And unqualified.
1: <laughs> and if he wanted to make sure... But if sure Biden they're...
0: picked Cory Booker, I think he'd have no problems. I think he'd get... I think it would be a slam dunk. Uh, Especially against Trump. Against John Kasich or, like, a like a decent Republican. Whatever the we'll hell... If, if there will be such a thing after, after this the, administration. <laughs> the piece. I mean Kasich has been very careful not to like let trump's you know taint touch him
1: oh. <laughs> as with many women in trump's life i
0: mean I'm sure trump uh, would have you know would would have picked him for v p if he would have accepted it but he was he smart. refused he's like, i'm not going anywhere i mean he didn't even go to the convention <laughs> like...
1: in his own state <laughs> anyway, speculation about long term political trends. It's, it's kind what, of it's kind of what my degree is
0: in oh sure and it's, uh, a, and
1: it's a fun parlor game we'll talk about that another time uh yeah as we'll as we will we will talk about uh confederate statues another time uh, cause I think we've hit our time
0: but yeah we will talk about that next